Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. What's in a name? If you're an oil company, the word oil may no longer fit. Akshat Rathi is a reporter covering energy and science at Quartz, joins us today. Hello, Akshat. Hi. Tell me what Norwegian oil giant Stat Oil has done with its name. Stat Oil is rebranding itself as Equinor, and it's an attempt to um, explain to young people that uh, the company is doing more and more than just oil and gas Uh, activities. It's involving itself in renewable energy as well. Tell me what the CEO said in announcing this name change. So he said to Reuters that a name with oil as a component would increasingly be a disadvantage. None of our competitors has that. It has served us really well for 50 years. I don't think it will be the best name for the next 50 years. And expand on that idea of how they think this is going to attract younger talent. Why would younger talent not want to work for a company called Stat Oil? Um, if you look at the history of oil and gas, uh, they have been uh, companies that have made a lot of money providing something that has been uh, absolutely essential for human development. Uh, but over that period, they have also got very large and have uh, caused all sorts of um, um, troubles across the world. Uh, this may be from things like um, uh, corrupt activities in, in developing countries to uh, not handling uh, environmental problems like oil spills. Um, and more recently, the pressure from uh, climate uh, activists has really got to them uh, through means that uh, private companies uh, are able to um, respond to. So there has been a lot of um, activism from uh, shareholders who would like these companies to clean up their act and uh, ensure that um, they are able to hit Paris uh, climate agreement goals. Um, and all that is a place where oil companies have reached that um, younger audience, younger people um, are, aren't particularly willing Uh, to go um, and work for them. Uh, There are a lot more exciting careers that do good for the world uh, that they would choose. Is this an attempt then also to say we're looking to the future? Yes, we've done well over the last, as you say, 50 years with oil and gas, but we are looking to the future and that future includes renewable energy. So the term oil and gas just no longer fits with a number of these companies. That's correct. Um, uh, Under the Paris Climate Agreement, uh, countries need to hit zero emissions um, before uh, the end of the century and certainly somewhere close to uh, the middle of the century. And so uh, oil companies, and Statoil is amongst uh, the more responsible oil companies, uh, they have understood that they need to uh, be part of the energy transition and they are quite well placed uh, technologically uh, and financially to be able to do that. Um, Statoil uh, has invested a lot in wind. Uh, it has some of the most innovative uh, wind uh, farms uh, in the world um, in, uh, in British uh, oceans, uh, as it happens. And um, it is looking to expand even more in other, other forms of uh, renewable energy. 
Now you're talking about stat oil, but we have seen in recent years major oil and gas energy companies do a similar thing. Can you remind me of of some of those ones internationally that have dropped the term oil or gas from their branding? Yeah, um, last year in October, a Danish oil and gas company became Orsted. Now, I may not be pronouncing that correctly because it's got a um, a Danish O in it, uh, and I don't know what uh, I don't know how you pronounce that. Uh, in in Canada, the Canadian International Oil Corporation became Hammerhead Resources. Again, this happened last year. Um, and another Canadian company called Penn West Petroleum became Obsidian Energy. So uh, there are a number of examples, um, uh, you know, starting in just in the last few years um, that uh, you're seeing this transition away from having oil and gas in their name. It is more reflective, as you say, if either you drop oil and gas altogether or replace it with energy, it is more reflective of what larger companies are are looking to as they transition into the future. Yes, and and going back to what the CEO said, um, you know, he said that his his competitors or Statoil's competitors don't have that in their name. And he's right. Exxon Mobil, Shell, BP, Total, Chevron. These are, are, are oil companies. They don't have oil in their name. And increasingly, these companies are looking beyond oil uh, for their activities. So Shell in the past year has bought two companies. One is an electricity supplier in the UK, and another is a uh, an, a company that supplies charging uh, stations for electric vehicles. Uh, BP has done the same, uh, investing in, uh, in a European company called LightSource, uh, which invests in solar. Um, and Total, which is a French company, uh, has bought um, a f- a Direct Energy, which is another electricity supplier. So oil companies are understanding that uh, uh, if they are to be part of the transition and uh, are going to be profitable rather than running their companies to the ground, uh, they have to look beyond oil and gas. I'm glad you mentioned BP because that for many years from the beginning was British Petroleum and changed to BP to no longer reflect petroleum. Yes, and BP has um, has had its ups and downs uh, in this energy transition. Uh, it was amongst um, the oil companies, uh, the, the early ones to uh, acknowledge climate change being a problem that oil and other fossil fuels are, are causing. Um, and in 2001, it tried a green marketing slogan uh, called Beyond Petroleum. But because of the financial crisis and the oil spill uh, that came in the, in the Gulf, they had to backtrack. Their finances weren't helping them invest in non-oil and gas resources. Um, and so they dropped that slogan. But they are realizing, as other oil companies have got into uh, non-oil and gas businesses, that they need to do. It is a different story, though, when we're talking about nationally owned, uh, state-owned oil companies. They they use that term oil all the time. Uh, yes, and that's, again, I think it's down to perhaps um, that international oil companies, uh, they tend to be publicly owned, they have shareholders, who are um, usually quite big asset 
companies, asset management companies, um, and these shareholders are under pressure, and so they are able to put that pressure onto the companies they own. Whereas national oil companies, not so much. Uh, they are owned by the government, and depending on which country owns them and how uh, forward-thinking it is on the environment, they may or may not do anything about um, changing their name. So you have the China National Petroleum Corporation, you have the Kuwait Petroleum Corporation, you have uh, in Russia, you have Luke Oil, in Brazil, you have Petrobras, um, and and the list goes on. So national oil companies or state-owned oil companies aren't, aren't as um, looking into rebranding as private-owned companies are. Yeah, they're not beholden to their shareholders like the private companies. Akshat, thank you so much for this perspective. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Akshat Rathi is a reporter. He covers energy and science. You can read more at qz.com.